The information provided in this show is intended for your general knowledge only and is not intended to be, nor is it, medical advice or a substitute for medical advice. If you have or suspect you have a specific medical condition or disease, please consult your health care provider. Now listening to the Health Hero Show with Tim James. <laughs> What's up, Health Heroes? Tim James here, founder of ChemicalFreeBody.com and your host for the show that simplifies and demystifies how to live an energetic life with a flat belly. So if you're into a healthy gut and staying young, then this is the show for you. What's up, Health Heroes? Tim James here with another exciting episode. Today we have in the house Dr. Will Tuttle. I'm very excited to have Dr. Tuttle here to um, share his um, life's experience. He's got some really good ones. Um, we actually met, uh, Will and I met uh, a few years ago, wasn't it? Back in a, you, you were doing yeah. a talk here in Portland? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he was kind enough. I got to sit, sit down with him and his lovely wife and um, have, have a very peaceful meal, a world, a world peaceful meal, which we'll get <laughs> into. And then he was kind enough to let me shoot a quick little interview afterwards, and I was <clears throat> really excited to reconnect with him and get him on the show. Awesome. So, Dr. Tuttle, thanks for being here. Great, Tim. Thanks so much for having me. Thanks, everyone, for listening and watching. You're welcome. So, what I'd like to do is, the first off, is kind of get into your, into your backstory. Um, you've been a vegan for, for 40 years, and you have these, you have, you know, your Amazon best-selling book, The World Peace Diet. So why don't you just get into your background, like how did you get into becoming a vegan? Why'd you do it? And, and how's it been work, you know, working for you? Yeah, yeah. Uh, thanks. Uh, so yeah, I've been a vegan for, for 40 years, since 1980, as you said. And um, I got into it you know, pretty much, I guess, the way most people do in the sense that I wasn't born vegan at all. I was born in a typical family eating lots of meat, dairy products, and I just was in New England back in the 1950s. I remember when I was about seven years old, I asked my mom about it, and, and I said, does everybody eat like us? And she said, yeah, everybody eats pretty much like we do. And then she came back a few minutes later, she said, I'm sorry, that's not true, there are vegetarians. I'd never heard that word in my life. This was back in the 1950s, you know, and, and uh, <laughs> anyway, I said, what's a vegetarian? And she thought for a minute, and then she said, don't worry, you're never gonna meet one. And then she said, I don't know where to get their protein, you know, and I, so I realized these vegetarians are very rare and they're probably dragging themselves through the dirt, begging for protein because they probably, I'm so glad I wasn't a vegetarian. <laughs> and right. that was my basic total understanding of this whole, all this stuff for the most of my life up until I was in college. Uh, and then in college, I started questioning things a little bit. It was during the Vietnam War. I started questioning policies and politics and different things and I started getting interested in inner work like meditation yoga was starting to become popular mm-hmm. and uh, so forth so I, I began to experiment with uh, some of those things and uh, I found out that there, there's um, a, a whole tradition uh, of people who talk about spiritual practice not just as something you go to church on Sunday but as an actual transformative way of living that brings peace and harmony and, and joy and so forth into the, into the world and into oneself. So I started um, finding out more about that and I, I decided with my brother, I have a younger brother named Ed, that we would leave home. <clears throat> How old were you at this time? I was, I was just about my early 20s, 21. Oh, okay. And, uh, and uh, so we left home um, right after co- I finished college. I, was, I just turned 22 at that point and we, walk, we thought we were gonna walk to California. We thought, well, let's walk across the United States. What, you know, why not? So we, we headed off, we got as far as Buffalo after a few weeks and it was kind of cold, it was freezing, it was October. So we headed south and we actually walked all the way to Alabama. Uh, it took quite a few months and it was, it was great. I mean, we just walked without money. We had all kinds of adventures and did a lot of meditating and slept in the floor of churches and jails and who knows where along the way. And, um, but at one point we ended up, I remember very clearly at a community uh, in Tennessee called The Farm. And the farm in 1975, when we got there, was the largest hippie commune in the world. And there was almost a thousand people living there, and they were all vegetarians. You know, we would call them vegans in the sense that they didn't eat meat or dairy products or eggs. Uh, and uh, no one heard of the word vegan back in 1975, so no one could use it. But it was, um, that was what they were doing. And uh, I, I was very interested. It was interesting because they had about 200 children who lived there and they were all basically what we would call vegan from birth, no mm-hmm. dairy or eggs. And they were doing great. You know, the kids were doing great. The people were doing great. They were obviously very healthy. 
And so uh, that was it. From that day, I never ate meat again in my life. The day that I started talking to this guy, I remember asking him, why are you guys vegetarian? He explained to me very briefly, he said, we could feed everyone on planet Earth if people would just eat plants instead of feeding the plants to animals, which wastes most of it and causes a lot of disease and a lot of environmental pollution. So we're trying to create a world of peace and abundance and stop starvation. So we're eating lower on the food chain so there's enough to eat. You know, that was the idea. So every day, it wasn't an option, meat or dairy. It was there for quite a few, you know, several weeks. Turned uh, basically, uh, we made up. They actually made the first uh, vegan ice cream, I think, ever in the world. It was called Ice Bean. And uh, it wasn't very good, but, um, it, you know, people, you know, we, we, we thought it was pretty good. You know, that's all we had. So these, these people uh, in this, you said it was a thousand people living in this commune? Yeah, yeah. Did they, did they look healthy? Yeah, yeah, they looked, I think they looked healthy. I and mean, they were all in their 20s. They all had long hair, you know, the men, I mean. And, uh, but yeah, we, it was very vigorous. You know, it was a farm. People were growing food and raising families, lots of kids. Um, and it was, you know, people were outside all day. It was before computers, you know, you were active in, in nature yeah. and clean, yeah. you know, it, you know, just, it was just like homesteading. You know, yeah. was homesteading. I, I know and, like uh, yeah. when, you know, when I, I pretty much was raised on the standard American diet. So when we went to the Hippocrates health Institute, you know, that place is not just like, it's raw living food and most of it's sprout, everything's sprouted, right? So it's actually alive, which, and, and it, you know, there's, there's no meat or dairy at all. And I was scared like big time. I didn't know what I was going to eat because I had that whole concept in my mind that you had to have protein. Otherwise you, you couldn't have muscle. But then that got dispelled like in the first lecture because Dr. Scott came out and this guy was just, he was actually a, a plant-based bodybuilder, both him and his wife. And they were just full of muscle and, and he said he hadn't had meat in like 10 years and I was like what you know <laughs> and then you have other people I actually want to point out for the people that are listening you can't see him if you're on YouTube you'll be able to see Dr. Tubb but how, how old are you right now um uh, 66 I guess I'll be 67 in a couple of months yeah yeah he's 66 I mean we just had um uh Dr. Billy DeMoss on he's 62 I don't know if you know him he has California Jam you guys are health. I mean, you guys don't even look your age oh, at it's all. Oh, so great. I mean, I, I never really did it for my health. I was really doing it because I, I didn't want people to starve. I didn't want animals to be killed and murdered. So I did it for others. And I didn't yeah. like what was going to the environment when I learned about that. But, um, I, you know, it's been great. I have to say, I've, in 40 years, uh, I have virtually stayed out of the health system completely. I haven't been to a drugstore to get anything aspirin or Tylenol or right guard or Rolaids or whatever's in there. I How do you know. feel on a daily basis? Pardon me? How do you feel physically and mentally and spiritually on a daily ah, basis? I feel uh, absolutely terrific. You know, I mean, that's, that's the great thing. It's, um, I, have, I wake up in the morning and I have, I'm full of energy. Of course, I, you know, I, I'm careful about what I do. I mean, people would probably think I'm very strict. It doesn't feel like that to me. But I don't, like my wife and I, she's also a long-time vegan. Um, we don't eat any food that's not organic. We don't eat any foods basically that are not whole now, nowadays for the last probably 20 years. In other words, we buy mainly vegetables and grains, nuts, fruit seeds, legumes. We don't buy processed foods. We make everything basically from scratch, or she does most of it. I mean, we have a green smoothie in the morning typically, <clears throat> and then... Uh, a little snack in the afternoon, and then we have a meal in the evening, which is more veggies and, and grains or potatoes, something like that, starch. And then we do quite a bit of uh, exercise. You know, we, I mean, I'm working here in the house at, my, at the computer, but also Tai Chi, I do Qigong, I do a lot of jump ropes and exercises and push-ups and stuff like that, and do some running um, and swimming and, and stuff like that, and get out into nature. Uh, also meditate every day for an hour. And, um, we don't do, I haven't drunk any alcohol or done any drugs for like 50 years. So I just stay away from all that stuff or, or any, you know, we just drink water and um, uh, a tea that we make ourselves. We have a garden, we have about 60 fruit and nut trees that we planted ourselves. So a lot of the food that we eat, we grow right here on our land. We have uh, a lot of veggies, a lot of um, berries, of course, fruits. And yeah, um, it's awesome. And all that stuff. I think, you know, browse we do a lot of this too and it's fun it doesn't take that much time but it's it's um it's just kind of like our way of connecting 
and, and we get into it gradually. I mean, this is after, you know, 40 years of doing this. So gradually yeah, you've layered yourself more. into it. You're always looking for something new. So right. I'll plant this plant, I'll try this out. And, you know, it's, it's, it's the same thing with me. When you first start off, like the first thing I grew was wheatgrass, and I just started juicing that. And then, yeah, then we added in the sunflower sprouts. Then we added in mm -hmm. the pea sprouts. And then before too long, I started sprouting lentils and then mung beans and fenugreek and that stuff. You know, after 10 years, you're just like, Every time I'd order seeds, that was kind of my thing. I just like, let's order a new seed and try it out. Yeah. You know, it'd be yeah. fun. It'd be fun to check it out. So, well, for 66 years old, again, for those people just listening, you can't see him. He looks freaking fantastic. And um, so if we have to drag people in, um, Dr. Tuttle, through being vain, we're going to do it. <laughs> eventually, yeah. you know, because I guess say I was kind of, you know, I guess I was kind of there. You know, I was always, you know. I was lifting weights and stuff like that so I could be stronger at baseball, but it always, it also, there was an ego thing attached to that too. It's like looking good right. and having muscles and, you know, it's just total ego. And, um, I've let go of, of most of that. I would say not all of it. I'm still working on that, but a lot of people out there listening, you know, there's different reasons. There's so many different reasons on why people start eating more plants Right. So I've come to the camp where, you know, cause I was hardcore vegan for eight and a half years and um, I drove a lot of people away from me because I was so, such a zealot about it. So now it's just like, look, I just tell people to eat more plants. So for those of you listening today, when uh, Dr. Tuttle gets into his, his study and stuff, I just want you to keep an open mind because we're not saying, well, maybe he's going to, but I don't know, but we're not saying, you know, you're, if you're a bad person, if you eat meat, because both him and I both ate meat in our life, Right. Exactly. That's such an important point. You know, all of us are born into a culture where basically we're eating the foods that we've been compelled to eat, right? By very loving people, our parents and teachers and doctors and the media, and, you know, mm -hmm. we're all eating what we've been told to eat. So there's no point in um, any kind of judgment about anything. The main idea, I think, is to just understand the consequences of our actions and realize uh, the golden rule, you know, <laughs> whatever we do to others comes back in a certain way, you know, so Absolutely. you want to be healthy to try to help others be healthy. Like you're doing, you have a podcast, you're trying to spread the word of health, kindness, compassion, and health. They all go together, really happiness, joy, freedom, liberation, abundance, peace, harmony, love, respect. These are things that we can all manifest in our lives and then we can share them with others. And it, you know, we don't do it to get something out of it, to get something in return, really, but, but it does come back. You know, I'm, I'm so blessed to have lots of loving relationships in my life. And I just think it's gradual practice of being loving ourselves. Uh, eventually, it'll pay off. You know, but we don't do it for that reason. We do it to try to be nice to other people and to animals and ecosystems because no matter what we do, we're, we're not going to live here forever. We are going to, we're only here for a few decades. If we eat a lot of sprouts, we get 12 decades. Be the idea of our lives while we're here in, with radiant health and with a purpose to, to help others. Yeah, awesome, man. So I think what we'll do real quick is um, we'll just take a quick break. And then when we get back, um, and like I said, I'm, for, again, for those of you listening to this uh, show today that are currently eating meat, um, what really helped me was, is that when we went to the Hippocrates Health Institute, they actually started pointing out some of the things that it does to your body internally. Like, and I hate to use word negative, but just, I want to, I want to, I want to give people that awareness around some of the, some of the dangers of actually eating. Yeah. Right. And then, you know, and then like Dr. Michael Greger's 2012 talk, um, uprooting the leading causes of death, where he talked about, you know, it wasn't just the, the, the meat itself that was bad. It was the bacteria in the meat because as soon as an animal dies, the flesh starts decomposing. Well, what's breaking down the flesh? Well, it's this bacteria, right? And he said it wasn't the meat. It was the fat in the meat that when you consume the meat, the fat transports these bacteria through your entire cardiovascular system, and it creates a state called endotoxemia. Um, maybe you can speak to that when we get back, and then it takes like four to five hours for it to regulate itself, and then your, and your blood kind of fills up with this yellow stuff, and then clears itself out. And then he said, it's lunchtime. And then we do it again, then dinner time. So most of us were in this constant state of an internal inflammation or systemic inflammation inside of us. And it's a tremendous amount of burden on the immune system to have to deal with this. And then long-term it, it builds into things like cardiovascular system. So when we come back, um, 
<clears throat> we'll get into some of the some of these dangers of consuming meat or over consuming right because some people are still going to eat it no matter what but we are trying to help them to get just more plants in their diet but when we get back we will um, get back into the dangers of meat with dr will tuttle we'll be right back you want the absolute best for yourself and you want it to be easy that's why we created green 85 it helps with detoxifying the body gently we're proud it's chemical free unlike almost all other supplements you'll find bottom line green 85 will get you healthier we look forward to hearing what green 85 did for you to get this product and our other amazing products go to chemicalfreebody.com that's chemicalfreebody.com Okay, Health Heroes, we're back again with Dr. Will Tuttle. Um, we got kind of his um, backstory. Um, man, I don't know how you did it. I don't know how you just decided to leave the house at age 21, and um, I guess this is the way you're raised and go across the country. I just got back from uh, picking wild edible mushrooms, and I was telling some friends, I said, you know, it can be, it could, there's people that make a living actually traveling around the United States picking mushrooms. And I was like, I wouldn't mind doing that for a season just because you make good cash, right? And you get to, you're walking around in some of the most beautiful forests in the, on the whole world and you're picking <laughs> nature and you get a bunch of cash and you can eat some of them. And so you ended up taking this journey in your twenties with your brother, you run into this commune, there's, you finally found your thousand vegans, even right. though you didn't know they were vegans at the time because back that, that term wasn't there, all these vegetarians. So why don't you get into what you found out what are some of the dangers that somebody could that they're going to that are associated with with consuming or overconsumption of meat or meat products? Right. Yeah. Thanks. Actually, I wrote a whole book. This one here called the World Peace Diet that kind of goes into that in various chapters. Um, after being in the, at the farm, we ended up walking all the way, you know to Alabama and ended up living in a, a Zen Buddhist meditation center, and that's where I started really learning about some of the stuff you're talking about with sprouting fasting i started doing all these fasts and eating really clean and and you know just uh really you know cleansing this whole you know and uh, i did a lot of that and lived in then ended up living in buddhist meditation centers in, in san francisco and so forth uh, but the uh all of this uh this inner meditation work and long retreats and, and so forth and, and fasting and cleansing led eventually i guess to just realizing uh, at a very deep level, I think intuitively, as well as logically and rationally, that we've all been given this wonderful gift, actually, by the, what I feel is a very benevolent universe. We've been given this wonderful gift of a physical body that does not require any animals to suffer to get all the nutrients that we need to be healthy. I think that's the, the, the bottom line. We, we have this beautiful body that we've all been given that doesn't require any animals to suffer or to be abused that all the proteins, all the amino acids that we need to be healthy are manufactured by plants. There's no amino acids or proteins that we have to eat. See, that's a, that's a big one, Dr. Tuttle. Let me cut you off, but like, this is a big concept right here that a lot of people are like, you can't get all of the, pro the amino acids from plants. You have right. to get from animal sources. So I can say a few words about that. You've been doing it for um, years. Can you explain that? Yeah, sure. So basically, you know, there's these 20 amino acids that, of like an alphabet that combine in various ways to create the proteins that our body needs. And our bodies actually create millions of different proteins that do all kinds of things in our body. Um, but the problem is if we're eating animal-based foods, which are a lot of protein in milk and cheese and meat and fish and so forth, they're basically large molecules. They're, the animal has made muscle out of protein and so our body has to break down these large, unwieldy protein molecules. And uh, when, when that happens, it creates a lot of acid. And uh, so there's, you know, the, the basic fuel that our bodies are designed to run on are carbohydrates, right? Carbohydrates, mm -hmm. carbo from for carbon, hydrogen, uh, I mean, hydrate for water. So basically when we burn carbohydrates, that burns very clean carbon dioxide which we exhale and water which we can eliminate mm -hmm. very clean burning fuel carbohydrates are great we should you know base our diets a lot on carbohydrates they have carbohydrates and fruits 
uh, grains, nuts, seeds, and so forth. And uh, as soon as we start eating high protein foods, and there's protein in everything, there's a lot of, there's plenty of protein in plant-based foods, uh, but proteins always require another element, usually nitrogen or sulfur. Uh, and so when we metabolize uh, these foods that, are, uh, that have more protein, but all foods have some protein, uh, then we have more nitric acid and sulfuric acid. So simpler amino acids, simpler proteins, our body breaks them down more easily and can then recombine them like an alphabet to create whatever proteins we need with less acid. If we eat animal-based foods, they have a lot of protein in them, but it's big, bulky molecules that our body has to break down, creating more acid, a bigger acid load that goes into our blood and into our tissues. And then, it's, and then the body has to recombine those to make the proteins that it needs. And so this mm. extra acid is a big problem because one of the things that's interesting is that when uh, an animal dies, uh, one of the things that begins to happen immediately, as you were saying, is that the flesh begins to deteriorate. But what it does is it begins to acidify. It gets more acid. The more it deteriorates, the more acid it gets. So what that is, that's a signal to all the bacteria in the region. There's, there's billions of bacteria all around us all the time that this body is dying. So they come and do their job to basically take the body apart yeah. and uh, break it down because it's dead. So if we're eating animal-based foods, unfortunately, we're eating a lot of acid. Our, our tissues get more acidified. And, and it's well understood that in a lot of chronic disease that people have, especially kidney disease, liver disease, osteoporosis, these are caused by, and cancer, these are caused by excess acid in the body. The, the people, hospitals are filled up with the people that are there because they, their bodies become very acidic. So this acid condition in the body is hard on our system it also is triggering bacteria to take us apart. <laughs> Just do their natural job that we're dying, basically. But yeah. So our immune system has to always fight against these bacteria that are sort of just doing their natural job. So if we have a more alkaline uh, system, which we get naturally if we're eating healthy plant-based foods, especially vegetables and greens, then the, the bacteria becomes much more friendly. And we need, we need friendly bacteria. Our body is actually, there's more bacteria, more microbes in our body than there are us, molecules. Yeah, I think, you know, this yeah, is kind human of cells. a new understanding that it's kind of new in the last, you know, 10 or 20 years that basically um, without, without a healthy microbiome, which is this uh, community of microorganisms that lives inside of us, we sick. And big things to understand besides the fact that the protein that comes from plant-based foods is healthier, it's easier to metabolize. It, it just creates our immune, uh, takes the load off the immune system, doesn't have to defend against all these bacteria. The other thing is that the microbiome, which lives inside of us, which really digests our food, mm -hmm. is very different, whether we're eating a plant-based diet or if we're eating a, um, a meat-centered diet. And so that's why I think a plant-based diet, and specifically an organic plant-based diet, is very important because, for, for one thing, as soon as we bring in glyphosate and other uh, toxins into our system, like in, like in Roundup and other uh, agricultural toxins for us to digest our food. I think we just lost you for a minute. So if you could repeat that, you said when we start bringing in glyphosate, then what? Okay, I'm gonna I'm just gonna make an adjustment. I, I should have a really fast connection here, but anyway, sorry about that. Okay, I'll say it again. Um, so uh, we have uh, a microbiome which is made of bacteria that. Uh, for us to be able to digest our food has to be healthy. So if we're eating a plant-based diet, then we have naturally uh, a microbiome that is compatible uh, with digesting plant-based foods very easily, and we digest our foods easily. If we have, if we're eating uh, glyphosate or other agricultural toxins, those begin to kill the, the bacteria in our microbiome. If we're eating meat, also it creates a, a whole different set of um, of bacteria and these are bacteria that really are not that friendly to us as, as, as human beings uh, and this is uh, something I think that is now we're beginning to understand the reason why is that there's a, a nerve called the vagus nerve which directly connects uh, this uh, the center down here in our gut uh, with our brain and so if we have uh, this sort of a disharmony uh, in our microbiome from the bacteria that are there, from the foods mm -hmm. that we're eating, um, our mood is affected by that. 
And uh, so one of the things that this, I hear, I hear this all the time from people, when we switch to a plant-based diet, generally speaking, we just start feeling happier. <laughs> you know, because there's, our body is actually a, a pharmacy. There's hundreds of thousands, really literally millions of different hormones and uh, other uh, substances that are, that are made that affect us and affect our And so one of the things I think that we have to realize is that if we're eating foods that are not organic for not for one and which are killing off uh, a lot of the things we need to be healthy that the microbiome and so forth and also foods that as with chemicals and also foods with um, terror and fear and pain and despair from animal-based foods we're bringing all that in and the to and toxins always concentrate in animal-based foods we have to understand that very clearly and i can talk about that maybe later um there's a so what you're talking about is like when the animals are consuming the foods these plants like corn and soy that, you know, besides being sprayed with glyphosate or Roundup, same thing, and pesticides and fungicides and herbicides, they're also, you know, genetically modified. Who knows what the hell that's doing to our gene code, right? Genetic code. Then those are concentrated and then the animals are concentrating them. It's like bioaccumulation, right? And then their bodies. So then we're getting all of that when we have a bite of meat. It's concentrated toxins and hormones and antibiotics and GMOs and and all that stuff, and then what is it, and what is that doing to us? Well, that's exactly right. See, the thing to understand is that these animals that we're eating are not only eating huge amounts of grain that you always you already mentioned uh, that's that's sprayed with with pesticides, but they're also eating other animals. They're eating fish, for example. Fish meal is standard. Uh, huge amounts of fish are fed to cows for dairy, uh, for pig. That's it's, disgusting. It's no, fish meal is really used uh, to, because it boosts production. The cows give a lot more milk, for example, so they, they, need, they need fat. They need, they need, you know, they need protein. And cows wouldn't naturally eat that, but they are, they're essentially, essentially being exploited and fed foods that make them sick, but it makes them give more milk, and it makes them give more eggs, makes them get fat. They, they want to maximize weight production. They want to profit. So they're fed meal, and fish meal concentrates nuclear radiation, heavy metals, PCBs, dioxin. You don't know what you're getting in fish. I mean, fish is the most toxic food on the planet Crazy. because everything ends up in the water. But if we're eating uh, animal-based foods like uh, like dairy products and eggs, we're also getting fish because <laughs> they're eating fish meal uh, and eating. I mean, you know, chicken manure is mixed with cows, and you know, all these things are these animals are whatever's not humans those then ends up at the rendering plant. Uh, so all this other stuff gets ground up and then and then cooked and then fed to cows and pigs and chickens. So all of this concentrates toxins. It just keeps concentrating the toxins. And so car uh, carcinogenic uh, foods, uh, are basically animal-based foods, uh, are are one of the driving forces for profits for the the pharmaceutical industry. But there's also in addition to all that, there's over ten thousand different drugs and hormones and chemicals and antibiotics that have been approved to be used on these animals, right? So the pharmaceutical industry is making huge profits injecting and mixing into the feed uh, of cows and pigs and chickens and factory farm fish, all kinds of hormones and chemicals that all end up in the flesh and secretions of these animals. So really anyone, if you care at all about your health and, and really understand you're getting drug residues, hormone residues, glyphosate and many other pharmaceutical and excuse me many other um, pesticide residues uh, in your food if you're eating any animal-based foods as well as GMOs I mean the, all the corn and soy that they're eating as well as the alfalfa now it's all GMO so you're getting weird stuff uh, if you're eating this and even uh, I would say you'd be careful of organic as well animal-based foods because uh, who's really watching how organic this actually is and the animals are still hyper-confined. There's not has nothing to do with their their actual treatment. And something I also talk about in the World Peace Diet that I think personally is a factor. It's not everybody maybe agrees, but I think there are also what I refer to as metaphysical toxins. Just the idea that we're eating terror and fear and pain and despair and anxiety. These animals are in misery. They're killed in terror and pain. It's both chronic and acute. And do I really want to build this temple in my body? with terror and pain and disease, because that is unavoidable in animal-based foods. These animals do not want to die. We know that. If, we wanted, if somebody wanted to kill us, we'd be trying to get away too. Yeah, so, totally. you know, I, I grew up hunting and fishing my whole life over in Eastern Oregon. And I can tell you, my dad always told me like, you know, 
you only take a good shot. Like you don't want to be like if the animal's running or if you don't have a good clean shot, don't take it. Especially if there was somebody behind you, because the reason why is because if, if you, if you wound that animal and then they run a mile or two miles and you track them and then you jump them again, they take off running and then you, you know, shoot them again, but you still don't get them. I mean, a nice, and I, and I actually experienced what you're saying because there was animals that I had shot that pretty much just died instantly and the meat tasted really good. And then I remember um, my buddy, Mike, he shot this animal like seven times. He shot it in the hoof. He shot it in the ear. He shot it in the back. I and mean, he, sh he just shot the shit out of it. Right. And um, it ran and ran and ran. In fact, it ran so much it was sweating by the time he got it. So he got it out, hung it up in the barn. And then I remember when we had some of the, um, some of the deer meat and I was like, damn, this is just like, it tasted kind of, it was really strong and kind of a little raunchy. Um, it was just a really powerful, like scent. And That's then true. that yeah. happened multiple times, you know, from different, I could tell if somebody had shot that animal clean or if it had run just right. from, you know, from it's all the, all those endorphins and all the, the fear and all that stuff. But what you're talking about is like, these animals are thrown into these cages and they're zapped and pushed. And, and that's why they're not allowing filming inside of these, these meat right. processing plants anymore because right. they take animals and literally just like hook them by the, by the, by the, by their legs and string them up and they're alive. They're literally cows, like 700 pound cows upside down. I've seen it. And if people haven't seen this, there was a movie called uh, food Inc. I don't know if you've seen that one. Oh, yeah. yeah. I've seen a lot of people, that one's an older one, but you watch it, and I, I guarantee you half of you won't eat, eat meat again just because you feel so damn bad for the animals. But they hook these animals, drag them upside down, and they just and they just slice their throat open, and then blood's pouring out. And see, people don't see that shit. They don't see any of that. But they, all they see is the burger, and it, and it comes on the pretty little bone with the sesame seeds, and it's got the ketchup and the little lettuce leaf on it. And they, don't, they, they can't see where it came from, who, who killed it what they did to it, what it was eating its whole life and all these things and all these things stack up to a big problem. And that's why I think we have $3.3 trillion we're spending on healthcare in this country, yet we're the sickest people ever walked the face of the earth. So for the meat eaters out there listening today, Dr. Tuttle's message, he's been doing this for living it and doing it for 40 years. It's really timely. If you're really struggling with your health, just eat more plants. Don't worry about quitting eating meat, but just eat more plants. I mean, what do you think about that for somebody that's like a hardcore meat eater like I was? <laughs> well, I, you know, personally, what I say is, um, I think the best thing to do is to just don't eat any animal foods at all. That, right. That's the best. People mm -hmm. can do whatever they want. You know, that, I'm not going to recommend less than that. But I think, uh, like you say, instead of looking at what you, you don't want to do, like I don't want to eat, you know, uh, meat, dairy products and eggs, Look at what we do want to do. You know, it's more positive. I want to eat lots of healthy, organic, uh, plant-based foods, and and focus on that because they're beautiful. You know, these, these cabbages and cauliflowers and apples mm -hmm. and oranges and uh, grains and things are really beautiful, and they're full of all the nutrients that we need to be healthy. They're full of amino acids. They have all the essential fatty acids that we need to be healthy. All, all the all the healthy fats come from plants. Nothing comes from animal. In fact, it's really uh, trans fats and saturated fats that come from pretty toxic that come from animal-based foods, the, the um, complex carbohydrates, the, the um, fiber that we need to be healthy, vitamins and minerals, essentially all are made by plants. Animals don't contribute anything. Uh, whatever is in animals came from plants. So we can eat the plants directly. If we, but all that animals contribute is toxins, toxins and terror and pain and misery and concentrate fat and protein in ways that are really hard for our body to use. And like you say, uh, drive disease deeper into our body when we actually eat those. Yeah. Uh, you know, just what I've seen, I would, I, if people really limited their meat consumption or just got rid of it all together, what, what percentage of heart diseases and colon cancer do you think would just vanish overnight? What percent? Well, basically it's, um, You'd have to include dairy. You know, dairy is yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's, let's include that too. If they stopped yeah, eating meat and dairy, and egg, you have to include eggs too. <laughs> eggs, what, all that stuff. If they yeah. stopped eating yeah. animal-based yeah. products, like how much disease as a percentage? Just let's say all disease. I mean, because it's all related. It's all a one-unit deal. So I mean, well, I think that's a great question, Tim. And, and basically, what the research is showing that's done by uh, Dr. Carl Esselstyn and the Cleveland Clinic and other people 
that you could bring heart disease down to virtually zero. I mean, it would be like, it would never happen. It would just wouldn't happen. You know, it, it's not, I mean, it's not going to happen to me. I know that. I mean, yeah. anyone can eat like I am. You know, it's, it's people who have eaten a totally healthy, you know, a healthy plant-based diet are, are at virtually zero risk of any cardiac event. You, you can't, it can't happen. I mean, if you're, and I mean, you need to have a little, maybe a little exercise, have not be totally stressed out. I don't want to say that, you know, food is everything. You know, health is complex. You know, health is complex. So food is a big part of it. Nutrition is huge, but also there's exercise. Also there's the quality of our relationships. Also there's the quality of our state of mind, quality of our purpose. All these things are critically important too. So you can mm -hmm. be in the perfect diet, but be angry all the time and fighting with people and they'll probably get sick, you know, be stressed out. So uh, it's important to have a holistic view uh, of health. I think that's very important. Yeah, it really is. It's not one, it's just not one thing. So is there any other dangers of meat before we, before we take another break here that you'd want to point out? I remember, I remember reading something years ago, like Max Planck Institute came out and said that just when you cook an animal-based protein, you coagulate 50% of those proteins and make them unusable. So your body's just kind of like got to work on processing it just to get it out. It's a lot of energy, but you don't really get a whole lot from it. Is there any, I think you can speak to that or any other points. Well, that yeah, that's true. I mean, that's, that's been well documented. When you cook meat, it creates what are called heterocyclic amines, um, which are carcinogenic. How and, long is that uh, word? <laughs> that sounds like a long word. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it's, you know, you can, anyone can look at it. Heterocyclic amines, A-M-I-N-E-S. Okay. Um, these come especially from grilling meat. Um, but, you know, really when people talk about moving to a plant-based way of eating, usually they think of giving up red meat first and then maybe giving up chicken and then maybe giving up eggs and then dairy or something and, and, and fish. But really, as I talked about in the World Peace Diet, any step you can make along the way is helpful. Ironically, uh, the probably most toxic, the three most toxic foods uh, are fish, dairy, and eggs. I mean, in mm -hmm. terms of just concentrating huge amounts of toxins, dairy oh, yeah. is probably totally. the worst food imaginable for a human being just because we're not designed for it. The, the basic protein in dairy uh, is casein, and we don't have renin like little calves have to break down casein. Mm -hmm. So it, we, you know, it causes all kinds of problems, breast cancer, colon cancer. Uh, a lot of the uh, cancers that we have are directly attributed to dairy because of that. There's also IGF-1 growth hormone, which is like throwing a gasoline on a fire. It's also carcinogenic uh, in that respect. It, there's also a lot of saturated fat and cholesterol. Uh, so really, just getting dairy completely out of your life is, is very helpful. Uh, eggs, similarly, there's a huge amount of cholesterol that's hard for our bodies really to use. We don't need to be taking in dietary cholesterol. Our bodies make whatever cholesterol we need. It's according to scientific studies, uh, eating uh, one egg a day is the equivalent of smoking seven cigarettes every single day. You know, I mean, why do I'm it? I'm write that one down. I think I remember that one. So one egg. In terms of cancer risk, you know, risk of cancer. Uh, it's Seven uh, cigarettes? Seven cigarettes a day is what is the latest one I've seen. So uh, again, these foods uh, are not healthy. And I was going to have an omelet later, but now I don't. I don't want to smoke a fourteen cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> right. Jeez. Yeah. yeah, that's crazy. So there's there's just a lot of. Um, it's, it's, it's like aware, you know. It's yeah. so vast. Like there's there's so many reasons to limit or completely just get out of consuming meat. Um, I mean, I've, I've experienced it personally. And for those of you listening that don't know me, or maybe you're tuning in for the first time, I was an avid hunter and fisherman. I mean, we had our own meat saw, meat grinder. We made our own hamburger. We made our own sausage, jerky. You know, my my our motto was if it's, if it's brown, if it flies, it dies. And if it's brown, it's down. I mean, we were hunting everything. Like I, I went back, like I told you, I just went back and picked wild mushrooms with my buddy, Sean. And, you know, he's got his 270 rifle, you know, right there in his truck all times. It's just the way we grew up. You know, we used to have our guns in the, in our pickups at school and nobody even thought anything of it. Now today they probably arrest you. And I think they do because I mean, like we had our 22s cause we might want to shoot some varmints on the way home or you just never know. We had a fishing pole. We were, that's, that was just the whole lifestyle. So for the folks listening like that, I can tell you, I was you. And when I, when I adopted a plant-based lifestyle 
and um, all my health issues went away. All my acid indigestion, my gut issues, the skin issues, and my eczema, my elbows. I had some big patch of this fat stuff bubbling up on my shoulder. I don't even know what the hell that was. But in 60 days, that was gone. And eight months later, that big patch of eczema was gone on my knees. Um, I don't, I'm not worried about having to get any more organs removed. Like, cause I was, my body was basically creating all this acidosis because I was, dude, I was eating more meat than anybody. I mean, I kept five freezers full of meat at all times at the farm. And I was so, you know, so, Hey dad, is there any room over there where I can go kill something and fill it up? You know? Wow. Jeez. All right. So I, I guess the, I think we pointed out over the top, like a whole bunch of different stuff from the bacteria and the endotoxemia to, um, you know, the, um, the inherent, uh, all the pesticides and fungicides and glyphosate that's inherent in meat, the genetic modification that happens with meat and the poor animal husbandry and the, and the fear and all that stuff that gets into the meat that it's transferred to the, um, into our body. So we'll take another quick break. And when we get back, now we're going to get into happy zone. Because we're going to start talking about the benefits of eating a plant-based diet and more plants. And we're going to get into um, a strong, how you can build your immune systems really strong with these. And then also how high-frequency foods can actually open us up and to, um, to having more of a spiritual relationship um, with God. He, she, it, self, whatever you want to call it, the vortex. You know, just opening yourself up to you know, the spiritual realm and how that works. And I can tell you from a redneck farmer is possible. And it's really, it's a really cool experience. So we'll be right back with Dr. Will Tuttle. What's up health heroes, Tim James here. Yes, we have the best detox and nutrition products on the planet, but if you want to speed up your results faster, we offer coaching, private one-on-one -on -one coaching and private group coaching. To schedule your free 30-minute health strategy session, $197 value, simply go to chemicalfreebody.com forward slash coaching. That's chemicalfreebody.com forward slash coaching. Okay, Health Heroes, Tim James here. We're back again with Dr. Will Tuttle. Um, he's uh, quite the guy, um, 66 years old. He looks like he's about 38. Um, probably you can probably keep up with 20 year olds, right? Absolutely. That's right. <laughs> he's, and, and being a PhD, you know, a doc here, he's got all the, um, the science to back him up. But the bottom line for me is like, man, you, the results speak for yourself for, for you know, you're, you're healthy. You wake up, you have energy you get all this stuff. So we've, we've talked about your backstory. We've talked about the dangers of meat. Why don't you get into the benefits of a plant-based diet? specifically about how it helps somebody build a strong, healthy immune system, especially with all this COVID stuff going on, this fear mongering, you know, but let's get into that. Great. Thank you so much. You're doing such a great job with this, Tim. And thanks everyone for listening. Yeah. You know, I think quite honestly, when people uh, are worried or concerned about uh, this pandemic and COVID-19, um, I, I, I say to people on a scale from one to a hundred, uh, my concern of, about getting sick from this is, is less than one. <laughs> it's probably zero. I mean, I'm not concerned because I have a strong immune system and I, and I have no concern. I'm much more concerned about losing our freedoms and a lot of other things. But, I, but from my point of view, um, really, if we have a healthy immune system, we can go through our life and there's ways to build a healthy immune system. It's not uh, anything mysterious. The, I think the underlying problem in many ways is that we're all raised in a society where we're bombarded with messages that it, we need to uh, go to a doctor and get a drug if we're not feeling well, right? Yeah. So from, from my point of view, uh, I, I, I left home when I was 22 years old with my brother, and part of that was leaving a lot of those stories behind. I, I, I just started questioning all that stuff at a deep level. I, I went into meditation retreats. I just I spent literally thousands of hours just sitting in silence. And, and trying to understand uh, consciousness. And I realized that my mind had been colonized by a program, uh, uh, in many ways a very toxic program, and it was running, it was running inside of me. And I was reacting, I wanted the to TV. impress other people. The TV, <laughs> television program, and they actually tell yeah. us they're programming us. But it is, it's a pro my dad oh. goes, hey, what program are we gonna watch tonight? You know? Right, so you're I know, watching a program, we're getting programmed. So that was something I did. You know, I'm not saying everyone should do that. I'm just saying what, I, what I've done myself, I stopped watching television 45 years ago. I have not watched TV in 45 years. I, I just don't do it. I haven't, like I say, drunk any alcohol or drugs or anything for 45 years. I haven't eaten meat, dairy, or eggs. 
for 40 years, me for 45 years. But um, so, so I gave all this stuff up back in my 20s, mid, early to mid 20s. And um, I, just because I, I, I was, kind of, I just felt this urgency to try to live a life where I wasn't a slave uh, to, to a, an economy that is basically turns out all of us into, into units in a, in a very heartless system uh, and, and, and an educational system that basically in many ways dumbs us down and makes us just trust authority figures. Like we don't know ourselves, we have to trust somebody else. So I went on a, a program in a sense, my own program uh, to try to connect, reconnect with my inner wisdom. And I think that's just natural. It's, it's spiritual, but it's not, spiritual is just natural. Spiritual is our true nature. And so I think to build our immune system, the main thing is to connect with our own essence, to connect with our, the essence that we are, which is, which is what we truly are, which is infinite and eternal consciousness that was never born and will never die. Understand that at a deep level and get a glimpse of that, not just hearsay, but actually realize directly that what we are, eternal consciousness, we're functioning through this thing that's waving at you right now, this body. This is, this is not our true nature. This is, a, this is a vehicle. And when we see that, then we're not so worried about this vehicle. We're not, when it dies, we, we're not going to die. We cannot, we cannot die. <laughs> and, and so this whole idea of materialism, that we're just a body that, you know, that this is, a, this, is, this is from animal agriculture. This is from eating meat for 10,000 years, imprisoning animals for 10,000 years, reducing them to just objects. Pretty soon we reduce ourselves to an object. And then when you have large corporations, pharmaceutical corporations and fast food corporations that make money uh, on people who uh, just see themselves as a, as a thing uh, and give away their power and, and want to be healthy by taking toxic drugs, then we have a whole, a whole system based on exploitation of animals and of human animals. So if we want to be free, we need to free animals, right? Let them live their lives. We can be healthy without eating their bodies or drinking their milk or eggs. Eat the plants we're designed for. And then once we start doing that, we will find our whole wisdom starts coming back. I mean, our basic connection with nature will start coming back. It won't, but I think there's things we can do to help. So I would suggest uh, maybe four or five main things to build our immune system and to get healthier on every level. Number one, a whole food, organic, plant-based diet, as local as possible. That's the huge foundation. That's really important. Number two, exercise. You know, exercise builds the immune system. So at regular exercise every day that you feel is uh, helpful on, on several different levels. What I like to do is cardio. So, you know, I do like 500 weighted jump rope, you know, something like yeah. that. And we really get the cardio going. It's great. Uh, some running, whatever you feel. I don't like to tell people what to do, but you know, something with cardio, something for flexibility, something for strength. You know, yoga is good. Uh, strength training is good. You know, calisthenics or weights, whatever. You know, get. But really, you know, using our body is amazingly helpful for the, developing our immune system because the more we exercise, like when we exercise, our whole lymphatic system has no heart, right? Our circulatory system has a heart that's beating. Our lymphatic system, which is the foundation of our immune system, the only way that lymph is pumped through our body is when we exercise, is when we use our muscles. So if we use our muscles, we're, we're pumping the lymph through our, our bodies, and the lymph system is really what carries everything that we need, our antibodies and everything for, for a healthy immune system. So exercise is crucial. Getting And, and throughout the day, you know, which sometimes we'll sit at the desk for like six hours without moving, you know, Try to, right. try to get up every, you know, every hour or so. That's why I, have, I do everything on the floor. I, I'm, I'm a floor person, so I have to get up. I don't want to do anything. I get up, sit down, get up. Sit yep. down. <laughs> I, I don't like sitting on chairs. I haven't sit in chairs in 40 years. You know, I, I've been sitting, because I learned in Asia, people sit on the floor and they live longer and they look younger because they're getting up and sitting down. Getting up. Hey, that's a new one. I'm going I'm to add that one into my coaching program. Sit on the floor. Yeah, sit on the floor. And, they don't uh, have toilets either, you know, so they right, can right. Yeah, exactly. Squat. You know, I, 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 that's what I do. I squat. I don't. So wait a minute. You were going to give us what, five tips you're going to give us? Well, probably more, but. <laughs> so tip number one was whole food, organic, plant-based diet. Number two is exercise daily. Right. And then yeah. what's number okay, three? Good. Okay. So number three, um, and this is all kind of exercise. Number three is cultivate a positive mental attitude. 
you know, our immune system, there's, there's actually scientists that started, you know, 20, 30 years ago uh, with this branch of medicine that came out of the, the research in the 1980s called psycho, psychoneuroimmunology. But basically, the connection between our mind, our nervous system, and our immune system. They're all, it's one system. If I'm, if I'm angry or frustrated or whatever, oh, I'm, oh, I'm just, you know, I can't do whatever, uh, that shuts down the immune system. The immune system says, okay, I'm not supposed to work anymore. I'm supposed to die. I'm supposed to get sick. You know, we really have to be, take control of our mind. That is critically important. We are being bombarded with negative uh, media. We're getting bombarded with all kinds of, this is a disaster. Not you. Fear everywhere. Well, no. You're not watching because, it. Well, no, because not anyone who's watching this, because what we're doing is we're creating positive media. That's what you're doing, Tim. You know, create positive media. So we, it's important, though, to really stand quarter at the gate of our own minds. You know, like, don't let thoughts through, you know, not, not letting you through if it's, if it's a self-destructive thought. Uh, and, and to re consciously replace those thoughts with the, with, true, with the truth. That's why it's really important to meditate regularly. So cultivate a positive internal environment, and that's coupled with meditation. By meditation, I just mean basically be quiet. Spend a little time being quiet, just sitting quietly, not do, not reading, not thinking, just listening. I do, I've been doing it every day for 45 years, just listening. And it's really a, sets a foundation of health and joy and liberation for the day because we're, during that quiet, silent time, consciousness can actually discover that what is primary is consciousness, not this, not just this being and do. I mean, not just this doing all the time. Right. We're we're being, and so that helps give us a foundation for the positive mental attitude. So I would say one practice to, to just do is as a discipline is when you wake up in the morning and you become awake and you become aware even before you open your eyes. Give thanks. Just give thanks first thing. I'm so grateful. Another day. I get another day to learn, to grow, to make progress, to contribute to the world. Every, every day, every moment, uh, we can come back to that waking moment when we wake up and we go, wow, I'm so, I'm such, it's such a beautiful life I have. Really, we can make a beautiful life as we affirm that we have a beautiful life, that we're worthy of a beautiful life, that every, every being is worthy of a beautiful life. There's no being that's not. You know, all beings. We're here to celebrate our lives on this beautiful planet. We notice beauty. It's spectacular beauty everywhere. We're trained to ignore it and not even see it. Notice the sky. Notice the trees, the birds, the flowers. Take time to notice the beauty around us and, and look into the eyes of your friends and neighbors and relatives and family and see the beauty and dancing in their eyes. And the beauty of the beings around us, of children. Yeah, that's so that's so true because a lot of times we ignore it until there's like a 9-11 event and then all of a sudden we realize how right. wonderful we have it. I've gotten this gratitude message twice today from you right now and then earlier, um, the, the gal's mom that I'm living with right now, she's 87 and she was on the phone with somebody and she said, somebody said, well, how are you doing? She's like, I could tell, she was like, I am just so grateful because I woke up today and I'm alive. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Like, that's a good lesson. I should be grateful okay. too. Yeah. No, it's really true. We have so, and we can always find things to be grateful for. And I, I recommend after I meditate, I have a journal and I write in my journal, just whatever's coming up. And, and so I think journaling is a good practice. You can have a gratitude journal, write, write things that you're grateful for, the people in your life. And then, so that's number, that, that's uh, number three, I guess, primarily meditation. Well, me meditation is number three. I mean, it's positive meditative attitude is number three. Meditation is number four. They go together. And then number five is to consciously cultivate positive relationships. This is really important for a healthy immune system. If we're in relationships that are toxic, that are stressful, where we're not getting along with people, it just slams our immune system. Our immune system and our mental attitudes are really important. So consciously creating a positive mental attitude that we hold with us wherever we go uh, and remember to give thanks for whatever's happening and see what good can come out of it. You know, we have a tendency when something happens, like, oh, gosh, that was too bad that happened. What good can come out of it? Try to see the positive in whatever's happening. We can always learn from anything and everything. And then with the people in our lives, try to see the best in them as well. Make a, ha make a practice of trying to see the best in other people. 
and then say loving things. Now, one of the things that's interesting, I, I always try to remember this and practice it too, because it's so rewarding. Um, psychologists did studies on successful relationships, like marriage relationships and so mm -hmm. forth. And they found that if it was 50-50, in other words, if 50% of the messages that couples are giving to each other were positive and 50% were negative, mm -hmm. that they always ended in divorce, that you cannot sustain a relationship with 50-50. If you say something nice and then something kind of critical, half, you know, half and half, it's not going to, they found that, that like 75-25 um, percent like 75 percent are positive 25 percent are critical then you're kind of getting along i'm just barely getting along the only way you can really thrive it's got to be 90 10 you know, it's got to be for every one thing i say to my partner like uh, i wish you would uh, like empty the waste baskets better or whatever you know? right. i should say nine things about how how beautiful you look and how happy i am you're in my life and thanks so much for doing this and you know we should have nine it should be nine to one you know if you make it nine to one I'm guaranteed you will have a lot more joy in your life because we can be loving with each other. I mean, why not? Even and you're going to live longer. Person is, is nasty. I can be loving to them. And it's a great gift we can give to each other because we're all wounded. This is the key point. All of us are wounded. As soon as we are born, the way birth is done in the United States, and really it's the way, same way it's done on a factory farm. It's violent. If the mother is, there she is. She's at the mercy the baby's taken, stabbed, whacked around, then has to compete in the school, is dumbed down. We have, we, I mean, we really get hurt. We get hurt. All of us get hurt. We don't realize it. I've, real, I've, gone, I've done enough meditation to get back to my earliest memories, and I, can, I know we've been all wounded. So we're doing the best we can to heal those wounds, to reconnect with the joy and love and vitality and creativity and liberation and beauty that we are so if people are nasty or whatever it's not because they're bad it's because they're they're hurt they're just wounded so if yeah. someone's wounded i don't just you know and, and hurt i don't hit them again it's like be loving that's that's what everybody knows that love is what heals love is what uh is the force that can help us uh, have a much stronger immune system there's no greater force for a healthy immune system than love, actually. Love and compassion for others and, and living our life as an expression of love. Wow. That's a pretty profound message. Love is always the secret ingredient, isn't it? It really is. That's it. That's yeah. the one. Yeah. Well, wow. That was awesome. So um, did you want to, before we wrap up here, did you want to just talk briefly about like like the evolution of, you know, as you eat healthier, how that brings you closer to, you know, um, evolving mentally, yeah. emotionally, and spiritually. Cause that's a, that's a really uh, big a point. Couple of, a couple of words about that. And just to say two other things, um, before going into that briefly, there's two other keys. I just want to emphasize. One is creativity. Uh, if you want to build a healthy immune system, try to do something creative every day, whatever it is, like maybe some music, some art, some dancing, some yoga, some you know, whatever, running around a little bit, writing in a journal, but just something you can express yourself creatively. That will charge your immune system. The other thing, final one, is nature. Try mm. to every day connect with nature, really connect. I mean, some, go outside and look at the sky, take your shoes off, feel your connection with the earth, jump in a lake or a river, stream, ocean, do something to connect with nature. We are nature. But we, find, we put ourselves in these little boxes and uh, we don't relate to, the, to nature and that really reduces our immune system. So just get outside, <laughs> get outside, get in the sunshine. Sunshine will build your immune system. Sunshine, water, fresh air, breathe. Do pranayama, you know, really breathe. I do this every morning. I do, uh, three, I do four rounds of 30 deep breaths, you know, and I mean, we should really learn to breathe, consciously breathe. This is critically important. Breathing, connecting with nature, connecting with sunshine and water and, and birds. I mean, all of that. That's, and, and take time every year to go out and camping for a few, for a week or whatever. Get into, the more we get into nature and feel the joy and abundance and beauty of nature, the healthier we'll be. And all of this, what I'm talking about, is spirituality. Spirituality is nothing exotic. Spirituality is just living our life as a human being, not as an automaton, not as a robot, not as a slave, just punching a clock in order to make money, pass on our genes and die. I mean, that's a slave mentality. Mm -hmm. We are creative 
celebratory beings living in a beautiful, abundant planet, and we can create a positive future. Each one of us can do that for ourselves and help humanity to do that. So I think uh, when we take control of our food and start questioning our food, we're questioning our whole cultural program of domination and exploitation of nature and of animals. I haven't even talked about how animal agriculture is polluting the water, destroying the soil, uh, destroying aquifers, and just it's the, it's the driving force behind environmental devastation. So when we move to an organic, whole food, plant-based way of eating, we're showing our love for the earth. We're showing our love for hungry people, for future generations, for animals, for wildlife. And that love that we're feeling, really, that is, I would say, spirituality, because it connects us to a, a purpose greater than ourselves. It connects us to the unfoldment of life on this earth. We're here just for a few decades. It goes by very quickly, I can tell yeah. you. It was just the other day I was in my 20s, and here I am <laughs> in my 60s. Yeah. So to, uh, to just every day do whatever we can, as best we can, to contribute to our own awakening and our own healing, and then we'll be awakening and helping others to uh, awaken and to heal also. And that, I think, is a spiritual life. We don't have to uh, think that we're holy or good just to be authentic, to actually live our life, not to live somebody else's life. Like what you're doing, Tim, you're, you've gone through this whole adventure. Sometimes it's been excruciatingly painful for you to, to see what you've done, what other people did, and how you had to make changes you didn't want to make. But it's liberating it gets the liberation goes into your the very cells of your body they go oh man finally i don't have all those toxins to deal with then your mind starts to open and then your feelings start to open then you start crying when you see beauty and it's like your heart gets softer and you begin to just want to be loving to other people and and to be a blessing in the world there's no greater joy we get than blessing others you know i mean that's it there's, there's literally no happiness in just getting what i want for myself that's misery. Just getting what I want for myself. Yeah, yeah, we, we're going to die. We're going to lose it all anyway. You know, it's, it's not, right. there's nothing to be gained. It's actually in helping others to, for, to find uh, something better for them and to spread truth. I think, you know, the more we can spread ideas of liberation, then we're part of a movement doing that. And I think that gives us authenticity and meaning. And this is, I think, is what really spirituality is. It's nothing exotic or you can't, you can't confine it in a religion. Religious systems can help us perhaps in some ways uh, express it, but really living an ethical life is just being loving. You know, that's it to not just to people who can re retaliate, but to those who cannot retaliate. How do we treat those beings? And I think this is really the foundation. Cool. We're talking about. Well, a, a, a powerful message from a very wonderful man. Um, I can tell that you're happy. And I, I know that the people listening today can also, if you guys want to get into some of a, uh, and start living and feeling some of that happiness just listen to this podcast a few times and take some notes and and then start applying uh some of this stuff to your life because um some of the things that you've been talking about you know i've been through those transitions and i've applied these things to my life and not being such a hardcore you know you know and I, like you said an automaton a robot i mean you're like you go to school and then you kid you go to college and then you get married and you have kids and you live here and you do this and you get a job and you retire and you have, everything's changing now. It's like it, it, that, those models don't work anymore. And like we're 60, 70% divorce rates. Yeah. That one that you brought up about, you know, it was a number, um, number, number tip number five on building an immune system, consciously cultivate positive relationships. How many of us are really, consciously cultivating a positive relationship that means cultivating is like me as being a farmer growing up you've got to put some work into that field otherwise you're not going to get the bumper crop you know you're going to get right. a, it's going to be full of weeds and bugs that's what's going to happen <laughs> or it's just going to be dirt that's going to be blown away because you didn't there's no root system there to hold this good soil so you're left with clay and you ain't going to grow anything and then you're going to have to move to a new plot of land. And that's what people are doing with these relationships. And it showed in the blue zones where people are living the longest. One of the common denominators was long-term relationships. So right. actually, if you want to be, if you want to have build your immune system, be selfish. Like say, I want to build my immune system. I'm going to go, con I'm going to go consciously cultivate positive relationships. That really, that one really stuck out to me. And I think it's really important that relationship thing, not just with other people, but also with self. How about, how about taking some time, like all that time that you took just to be quiet, how many of us actually have a moment just to, I, I like the way you, you called it, instead of meditation, quiet listening. 
See, that's a new concept to me because a lot of people, meditation, it sounds woo, it sounds weird. How the hell do I do it? And, you know, just set your clock for 15 minutes, go outside in nature and sit your butt down on the ground and just quietly listen. You know, just you can close your eyes or look around and watch a butterfly or watch a, a robin pulling a worm out of the deal and just enjoy that and just take that little break. And I guarantee you, you'll start getting addicted to it. And you're just going to start feeling better and happier. So, um, if you guys like to check out more of Dr. Tuttle's work, um, he's again, he's an Amazon bestselling uh, author. He's got the world peace diet. Um, uh, he's got another book called the keys to intuitive living. Um, another one called circles of compassion, which are essays, uh, connecting issues of justice and your newly released book, which is the one you wanted to, uh, me to talk about today, which is Buddhism and veganism. Um, these are essays connecting spiritual awakening and animal liberation. So you can find all those books probably on Amazon. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. And on our website. Yeah. Yeah. And you can also check him out at uh, worldpeacediet.com. That's worldpeacediet.com. Well, Dr. Tuttle, um, it's been a pleasure reconnecting with you. Um, I'm really inspired. I was taking notes. Um, during the talk, that's why I had my head down most of the time. <laughs> so I'm like, there's a couple of little things that really stuck out to me. And that's the difference, guys. So I hope you take something today from Dr. Tuttle's, um, his sharing, and you're able to implement it into your life, whether it's eating more plants, eating less meat, um, cultivating co uh, conscious, uh, positive relationships, or whatever spoke to you. But put that into practice and let that improve your life. And, and Dr. Tuttle, if you reached one person today, then it was worth your time, right? Absolutely. Yeah, that's so, that's so true. I think each one of us, if we can just reach one person then every person on the planet will be reached, you know, and so just do our best. Absolutely. Okay. Well guys, we will see you again really soon. Dr. Tuttle. Thanks so much. Um, I also want to give an acknowledgement again to our, our audience is growing worldwide. Uh, the people in Ireland, Australia, Canada, New Zealand, Italy, Netherlands, Belgium, uh, Indonesia, UK. We just had some uh, new listeners from Iran and also in um, Israel. Um, there was a couple other places. If I didn't mention your country, thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate you. This is a lot of fun. Share this, um, um, share this podcast with your friends. Give it a like and uh, give us a rating. We really appreciate you. And um, until next time, change yourself, change your world, and we'll see you again really soon. Thanks for listening again to The Health Hero Show. I'm your host, Tim James. And remember, change yourself, change your world. And we'll see you again on the next episode. Talk to you soon. You have just listened to The Health Hero Show with Tim James. <laughs>